Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, January 13th, and this is your FT News Briefing. WhatsApp fights back against a sudden competitive threat. U.S. greenhouse gas emissions have taken a dive during the pandemic, and Chinese workers speak up about harsh working conditions in the country's fast-growing technology companies. Plus, Microsoft wants its Teams platform to dominate the online office space. How does it hope to do that? We'll take a look. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Elon Musk tweeted two words last week that had a powerful but unintended ripple effect. The Tesla founder wrote, use Signal. Now, he was referring to the encrypted messaging app, but many investors accidentally piled into a company called Signal Advance. But back to the other Signal. Musk's tweet helped fuel a rush towards the encrypted messaging app and away from its competitor, WhatsApp. That's the messaging service owned by Facebook. To give us a better understanding of what happened, I have the FT's Hannah Murphy on the line. Hi, Hannah. Hi there. Hannah, why did people flee WhatsApp and head to Signal? Right. I mean, Elon, to his credit, does have a fair amount of clout, uh, particularly on Twitter, But what happened several days prior, WhatsApp updated its terms of service, and that sparked a lot of concerns about privacy and outcry and a general sort of fleeing away from Facebook towards Signal and also to another app called Telegram. What's happened is there's been a little bit of misinformation in how the updates to the terms of service have been interpreted. So some interpreted this as, you know, WhatsApp saying sensitive user data is going to be shared with Facebook for the first time. And that may even include the content of messages. Um, But WhatsApp has put out a statement since then saying, you know, no, this is not the case. Um, We will not be able to look into your data Yes, we will be able to share certain data with Facebook, but in fact, that's already been the case since 2016. Okay, so it it sounds like just a big miscommunication. How bad is this for Facebook? WhatsApp has lost pace in the number of downloads. So there's been this exodus. That said, it's still extremely dominant. It has around 2 billion users worldwide. But what it really does is reflect... these widely held concerns about Facebook and its privacy practices, and by extension, WhatsApp. Hannah Murphy covers social media for the FT. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks. Twenty twenty was bad for a lot of reasons, but it was good for the environment. As the pandemic kept people home and the economy ground to a halt, there were fewer greenhouse gas emissions. In the U.S. last year, emissions rose less than any year since the Second World War. The research institute Rotom Group found that emissions were more than 10% lower across all sectors. The decline was mostly due to transport emissions, and analysts expect emissions to come roaring back when the pandemic is over. This next story covers difficult topics, including self-harm. Some listeners may want to skip ahead to two minutes from now. In China this week, a 45-year-old food delivery driver was shown on social media setting himself on fire. It was apparently after a pay dispute. 
It's one of many dramatic stories emerging from the grueling conditions for workers in China's multi-billion dollar tech sector. The FT's Ryan McMurrow is covering this and says it's not just blue-collar delivery drivers, it's also white-collar workers suffering from overwork at companies like another big commerce company called Pinduoduo. First, we had a young woman who worked at Pinduoduo in, in Shanghai, and she was walking home with her colleagues after work, and she just collapsed. Uh, they rushed her to the hospital, and but they weren't able to save her. So after this incident, there was another worker who posted on social media, and one of the posts was of a ambulance outside the Pindledol headquarters, and he posted on social media saying, a second Pindledol martyr topples over. And um, although he posted anonymously, the company was able to figure out who posted it and fired the young man. And then he released a long video talking about some of their work hours and how grueling the work is at Pindledol. We should also note that Pinduoduo has denied the allegations made by this former worker. But this bad press about the working conditions at e-commerce companies comes at a time when big tech groups like China's e-commerce giant Alibaba are already under attack from Beijing. The tech companies are definitely under the spotlight right now in China. There's a anti-monopoly crackdown going on with Alibaba being investigated for alleged monopoly practices of keeping merchants from selling on other platforms. So there's there's definitely a lot of scrutiny around all of Chinese tech companies right now by regulators. There's no indication that they're yet scrutinizing their work practices, but with so much press and so much of the public watching this and paying attention to this, it wouldn't be surprising if these work practices didn't come under greater regulatory scrutiny in the, in the future. Ryan McMurrow is the FT's China corporate technology reporter. Technology companies have been revamping themselves to adapt to the online workplace. No company has been more ambitious when it comes to this than Microsoft. The software group has poured resources into its collaboration platform called Teams. I spoke to the FT's West Coast editor, Richard Waters, about where the future of online work is heading. Well, think of this as as a user interface or, or a front door into the software you use. I think the interesting thing about last year and the pandemic is we all learned different ways of working. And the video meeting was the main thing. But I think what we're going to learn this year is there are many other things we now want in the way we work. We want to work from wherever we are, whenever we want to. And so, you know, we could go from a video chat to collaborating on a document. You know, we can talk about a document. It's there in front of us. Uh, Maybe some people couldn't make the meeting. They can check the notes on the meeting later. They can share the document. They can prepare some notes for the next meeting and so on. So it's all kind of tied in together into this flow of work. Now, Richard, the number of daily active users on Teams is, is impressive. It jumped to 115 million by the end of September, and that's up from 13 million in the middle of 2019. You spoke to Microsoft's CEO, Satya Nadella. What's his goal for Teams? Well, well, I think we should remember that right now, a lot of that is video, right? A lot of that time and those people last year were using video. The, the key for Microsoft, and Nadella knows this, is to, is to take that activity and, and deepen it, you know, make you do more things through this platform. And platform is the key word. He talks about this as potentially 
as something as significant as the Windows operating system or the browser that you know really gave Microsoft a, a new lease of life when the internet came along 25 years ago. Well, Teams could be something as significant. You know, he describes it as an organizing layer, a place where all the things you want to do come together in one place. And that's a pretty powerful thing, um, uh, as well as a platform that other people can write applications on. So, you know, you wouldn't just be looking at Microsoft services when you come to Teams. All the other things you do at work could get plugged in here too, and other companies could write their apps to run on Teams. So, you know, that is exactly what Windows did, uh, you know, when it first came along in the 90s. So investors clearly like what they see. Microsoft stock has been soaring. It was up nearly 40% last year. But other companies have also become big players in the online workplace. We recently saw Slack get gobbled up by Salesforce. Should Microsoft and its investors be worried about other companies consolidating to compete with Teams? Well, in in the world of work software, there's this perennial tension between suites of software, you know, things that all fit together and make life easy for the IT department and also for us because they integrate everything in one place against, you know, specialized services that do one thing particularly well. So Slack did one thing particularly well. They created a form of workplace messaging. The question for workers is, you know, are you going to be using lots of different things that fit together like Slack? Or are you going to be using one thing like Microsoft Teams that integrates all of Microsoft? Now, clearly for the big companies, you know, drawing all their users together in one place, creates incredible stickiness, you know, this huge engagement with their services. And I think engagement is the key word now for business software companies, just like it is for consumer internet companies. It's all about how much they can engage our time and our attention in their software. And, you know, the interesting question is going to be whether all these startup companies, you know, what kind of feature do they have? Will they have to combine in some way? Or will we still be able to go and find a new idea, a new piece of software that just makes life a little bit better? Richard Waters is our West Coast editor. He covers all things tech. Thank you, Richard. Mark, nice to talk to you. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc., Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.